0: for a moment Um, not just about the birth of Jesus but some of the things that came before so I'm going to start in the Old Testament when God rescued Israel from slavery in Egypt he traveled with them some of you know the story he appeared as a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night right you remember this yeah and when when god was moving and the people were moving and he was leading them and he was getting them periodically they would stop for extended periods of time and when they did they had a certain practice that they they did <laughs> They would take and they would build a, a tent, a large one, and the rest of the tribes of Israel, there are 12 of them, would arrange themselves around this tent, three on each side. For those of you who don't do math, three times four is 12, right? So you have this kind of picture of a large tent, three, three, three tribes, three tribes all the way around. And that pillar of Cloud, that pillar of fire would come unto that tent and, and rest there. It would fill that tent. And in fact, that tent was called the tent of meeting. Why? Because that's where God would actually meet with his people. It's an interesting story. And, and the way they were arranged, all of the tribes always had God in his meeting tent at the central part of the camp. Always in the center of the there's this pattern that we see throughout the Bible where God rescues and he spends time with people. God rescues and he is with them. We see it here. We see it in the book of Judges. We see it time and time again. God rescues and then he's with his people. God rescues and he's with his people over and over. And when I think about this imagery of the the tent. And I'm thinking about how everything is kind of oriented around this tent of meeting, this place where God actually dwells. I think this is what the New Testament writer John had in mind when he introduced Jesus to us in his gospel. I want you to hear just a part of this. John chapter 1 In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory. The glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth i got to be honest, Um, when I was going through seminary, one of the things that they told us is that when you have a new believer, you should always tell them to read the book of John. I don't understand that because I find the very first few verses of this quite confusing. So if you want my advice, stick with Mark. It's a short book, but it's awesome. So that's my two cents. But there's a poetry to this, almost. And it's really interesting that he says that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. There's one I really like. I think it's Eugene Peterson who translated it this way. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Isn't that great? But the language of the New Testament is Greek. And in Greek, the word is very specific. The word became flesh and he pitched his tent. Among us isn't that cool? See we could talk about things like principle of first mention when you find something in the New Testament that sounds like something else the the author is trying to draw your attention there he's trying to teach you something about about what what God is like and and the fact that he's consistent throughout we could talk about all of those things and and I I think that's fine, but at the end of the day, my big takeaway through all of this, maybe it's a little sim- simple, but I, I think it's true, is that God wants to be with his people. That's it. God wants to be with, I was going to say us, but the fact of the matter is he wants to be with you. He wants to be with you. And if, and if, if if that kind of cool little turn of a phrase doesn't do it for you, I want you to think about this. What started in a garden, Genesis chapter 2, with God walking with Adam and Eve, ends in Revelation 21 and 22, not in a garden, but in a city. Why? More people. Because God wants to be with his people. He wants to be with us. He wants to be with you. And tonight, what we're doing is we're, we're celebrating the one who the angel called Emmanuel. What's Emmanuel mean? You know it. God with us. Oh, there might be a pattern here, right? Yeah. God with us. We're celebrating that moment when God wrapped himself in human flesh so that we could understand him. Why? Because people understand babies. And that's why he did it. But he also wrapped himself in human flesh so that he could teach us a better way to be human. One that's based on love, not just on self-interest. But rather on the benefit of the other. That's a better way to be human. And he did. I mean, his life is... His ministry, His death, His resurrection showed us what life could be like when we're fully connected to God. That's not the anomaly. That's the illustration. Jesus is the illustration. And here's the really cool part when I think about this. God with us happened 2,000 years ago. And yet, through His Spirit... God is not just with us, God is within us. And so we still live connected to God. God is still with us. He's still present with us. And he still wants to be <laughs> he still wants to be with you. And he still wants us to understand him and he still is teaching us how to be fully human beings. And so we get to participate in this thing. And every time this year, we have this opportunity to kind of reorient our tents back to the center, back to the tent of meeting, because God wants to be with us. And he's shown us that time and time again, and he continues to do it. It's what he's always wanted. You see, that first plan of walking with human beings in the garden was his best plan, and it was his only plan to be with us, all of us. And so tonight we're gonna celebrate God's presence. Not that he was present at one point, but he continues to be present with each one of us. And so we're gonna do that in a very simple way. You probably got one of these when you walked in. All the kids are going, yes, finally. (laughs) In a moment, As we begin to sing, I'm just going to ask you to turn these on at your leisure. Um, Because what I want you to notice as these lights go on, this is the presence of God. This is a visual symbol of what that is. And it's not just, it's not just for somebody else, it's for you. He's present with you. Kind Father, as we gather together tonight. to to celebrate your birth. Let me just say happy birthday, Jesus. So glad that you're here and that you're present with each one of us. And God, I pray that as we sing these songs, it's not just out of nostalgia or tradition that causes us to sing loudly, but the knowledge of the fact that you are present here and you are enjoying every moment of this. And we can do this together as an extended family. I'm so grateful we have this opportunity.